on our Patreon page, we have a $15 tier called Appropriately Enough Ain't Gonna Let Up, where supporters can request an episode topic. And so our Patreon supporter, Jalen, debated over what to request for a minute, but he finally landed on Igor by Tyler the Creator. So shout out to Jalen for this particular episode. We don't know where you're from, uh, which we thought would be pertinent, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate the support and the request nonetheless. I don't know where I'm going, but I know what I'm showing. Feelings, that's what I'm pulling. What the fuck is your motive? Man, I wish you would call me by your name because I'm sorry. What was, do you know what his other option was? Did he say what his other option was? I completely forget. Jalen was, I wonder. This was over the course of like a month. Like, where he was going back and forth. He's like, and I was out of town for part of it too. So that was my fault. So initially he had one other topic that I forgot about. It might've been Solange, but then like uh, by the time we got back, I was like, wait, I want Tyler. I was right. Like, okay, great. No he problem. Knew. He knew. He knew. It was a good pick, Jalen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that, man. And I actually like Tyler's album. So it's not like a thing where I have to come on here and like shit on this right. <laughs> request that you made. This is not a chore. Yeah, it's not a chore. No. You didn't give us work. This is actually fun to do. I thought of him almost as like Southern adjacent, weirdly enough, because of how inspired he is by Pharrell mm-hmm. and the Neptunes. So really, even from the first moment I hit play, I was kind of like, oh, well, this this feels Southern in, in its own unique way. Yeah, it's not an L.A. album. It doesn't feel like L.A. to me. I can't really give it a location, but if I had to give it a place, I wouldn't think sunny L.A. And Tyler has made those songs that feel very much like his environment but igor it's his own world really and it's very neptune inspired but i like that this is the tyler album where pharrell doesn't seem like the blueprint he mm-hmm. seems like a guide yes right. yeah i think that's great when your influences are just a guide and not the like archetype that you're trying to build upon this is igor's like to me is tyler's first album mm-hmm. where he sounds like tyler the creator all the way through there's mm-hmm. no moments where he falls into his like Pharrell bag or his Neptune's bag. Like, no, his identity here is so him. Yeah, yeah. As far as locations go, I feel like this album was probably like, a, it's more like a Soul Stone mm. album. Like when I, this, after playing, I could, because it's so short, we talked about it before we cracked the mic. Like, because it's so short, I've listened to it three times a day. It's <laughs> 12.50 on a Saturday afternoon, and I've heard this album three times. Well, you were in traffic. Yes, yeah, I definitely, I definitely sat in traffic, and there was a funeral going on down here, and everyone, like, pulled over for, Willie like... Walkins always messes things up. It was the longest here. funeral procession ever. Like, God I bless know. whoever that was, but, I like, know. that was a lot of... A lot of people love you, sir or ma'am, <laughs> whoever you are, because there was a lot of uh, Chevy Chargers, Dodge Chargers with rims pulled over on the street oh down there, so it took a little while. So, yes, I heard a lot of Tyler is what I'm trying to say. And um, it's really a, even though I was, sonically to me, it sounds like maybe his brightest album, like maybe the For most sure. colorful, um, but it's tormented. Yeah. It's like this, 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 per whatever this relationship was that I can only surmise was between him and another guy only because of certain things threads that run throughout the album i guess right. we can get into that um as we go along but he just sounds very tormented by whatever this relationship did to him or however mm-hmm. it fell apart he kind of laid it's not like he just kind of laid out all of the feelings that you go through 
almost step by step as far as a, a breakup with somebody who you had a very passionate relationship with, however mm-hmm. short it might have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the the main distinction between Tyler, the creator of in the past and in the present is like how we sort of handles these emotions. I think in the beginning, like my first impressions of him was that he was like angry. That was all I got. Just like anger, right. anger, anger, distortion, yeah. distortion, distortion. A, a, almost a more immature reaction to. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. like the world. Just like the lash, world, just yeah. lashing out. Lashing completely, out. Right. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And I feel like here he's figured out that he can still be unhappy, but he's learned to process these, these emotions differently. Mm, yes. I like that. Yeah. He has learned to process these because it's a mature breakup. Yeah. This isn't the obsessive kind of breakup. This isn't like standing outside your house with a fucking boombox trying to get you back. Like there's a lot of accepting throughout this album. And that's what I really enjoyed about it because it sounded like someone that knew real like love, whatever that idea is. And had to go through what happens when that ends. And he goes about it in like the most mature way and know who Tyler is. Like the song She's about stalking someone. Mm-hmm. Literally stalking somebody. This is what he used to make. Like Yeah, it was mature up to the point of where he did. Yeah, we was talking about like trying to get rid of the girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like I like that. I like yeah, the I mean it was honest. Because it was an option. Yeah, it was, it was still an option. For him, it was like, look. She just gotta get her out the picture. Right. But when he realized she's not going anywhere, then I can't force you to change. Then, because I love that it ends, can we still be friends? Right. Right. Like that closing yeah. is amazing. He sounds so sincere. It's like the most honest he's ever sounded to me. And it's, it's still to the place that. of, you know, that song. Are we still friends? Follows. I don't love you anymore. Yes. So right. it's kind of like he hits that point of like. All right, fuck this, and then well, he he's thanking the person, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I love yeah. You more, but he starts right. with like, "Thank you," and it's just like, "Oh, okay." Like it's not necessarily "fuck you." I mean, maybe right. it's well, implied. <laughs> it's there. The middle thing is there, but I'm waving. Right. You know, I've accepted yeah. what this, this is. This is what mm-hmm. it is, and yeah. we're gonna move on. But mm-hmm. I still kind of want you around. Yeah. Right. That this album was if almost. If you want to be. If you yeah. Want, yeah. If you want to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like this album was almost meditative in a sense. Like, I've tried meditating before. It's never really stuck. But what I take away from it is that you're not really supposed to fall asleep, even though I tend to fall asleep when I'm breathing slowly, deliberately. At least according to the Headspace app, it's about acknowledging your emotions and kind of seeing it at a distance and, like, acknowledging it and just, like, knowing that it's there as opposed to, like blind rage and to me that's what this Tyler album sort of feels like it's like he's able to acknowledge these emotions and he's able to process them and he and he doesn't try to like push them aside but he kind of looks at it from an emotional distance and it's like okay so that's just it is what it is this is how it plays out yeah yeah 100% um but I guess the uh the other side of that is that this album sounds beautiful Oh my God! It's like, so pretty. The arrangements so and and some of the uh, the choices, like Char- bringing Charlie Wilson and just letting Charlie Wilson take you to a faraway place, man. Like Charlie sound like Stevie, man. Yeah, no, it was it was that it was that on time. 
Yeah, it was that on time. Yeah, it was that on time. I love Kanye on this album, and I haven't loved Kanye in a long time. But when Kanye comes on Puppet, I'm like, yes. And it's not even like a. What would you call that? Like it's a feature, I guess. But, but that's, that's what I love about the album. It's not a verse. It's not, not a hook. It's kind of just like this moment, this thing. To be honest, even though DJ Khaled was having his like meltdown, he should have been looking at Tyler's album about how you build albums now. Oh, you mean yeah. over the fact that uh, Tyler, the creator, beat him for the number one spot yes. on Billboard by a long yeah. shot. Because of some album meltdown. bundles or lack thereof. Yeah. I don't even remember. Every time I hear bundles, I think about hair. I was like, you trying, <laughs> trying to leave, bro? Like, I get you. I, hey, bundles be going for a lot. Yeah. But look, <laughs> um, the way every feature is set up on here, it's almost not like a feature. It's almost like they're passing by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, it's very much like how when you're breaking up with somebody, your friends are around, but they're not exactly in the headspace that you're in mm-hmm. but they exist in your space right mm-hmm. so like you might have a homie pop up on you when you're going through it and y'all might play video games he might not like add any value to what you're going through but he's there mm-hmm. so like when cardi comes on earthquake it's just like oh the homie just walked through <laughs> right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. while i'm going through these emotions oh there goes my boy when kanye pops up like oh there's a homie that's a voice of reason you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's like all these pieces kind of move in a very cool way. They don't take up a lot of space. They don't spend a lot of time there, but their textures just add to the experience. Yeah, I feel like with DJ Khaled, it's like he's putting these features together from a very calculating standpoint. He's like, he already knows that this lineup already goes. We've seen these cast of characters before, almost in like this exact same lineup. And so he's just betting that lightning's gonna strike twice and everybody's gonna be cool with that. Versus, like, I feel like with Igor, there's, like, a there's like a good amount of, like, world building already from how the album already sounds to where it's sort of, like, okay. Like, that makes total and complete sense that this person would actually, like, be a character here. I actually thought a lot about um, The Dude, this album by Quincy Jones, where he kind of goes, like, the little R&B and, like, acid jazz front, but, like... Stevie Wonder pop up on there and Michael Jackson pops up in there, but not in like a feature way, but more as like a backup vocal way Mm -hmm. where it's just kind of like, oh, this person's here. And it's more like impressionistic in that sense. Really? But it's cool in that respect because it's not like um, like a marquee feature in the way that DJ Khaled treats like a Beyonce or Jay-Z or, you know, whoever. I I like the aspect that you can find somebody and use their talent without it being such a let me put the spotlight on you because yeah. I've got this feature. Like, no, like when Beyonce sings back up on Frank, um, Pink and White, it sounds beautiful, right? It sounds amazing. She doesn't have to do anything more. And I love that. I love that she could have gave him a whole like run. She could have went crazy. But instead he's like, no, 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 this is not what's necessary for this Just song. touch it a little bit. Just touch it a little bit. <laughs> That's all. And I want Cal to think like that. Like stop using people thinking that, yeah, future needs 72 bars. Like, you yeah. know, maybe you just do the eight bar that sounds good in this space. It's like create the spaces for these people to like prevail musically instead of just thinking I need big records. I can't tell this man what to do, but that's what I want from features now. Well, it's kind of like showing people in a new light, right? Versus like Khaled, it's like he's recast them in the same And that's role. what's boring because like that's why I don't like Fast and Furious movies. Why are you just going to keep repeating the same movie? Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, Khaled's approach to putting these features together in these albums, it feels like he's producing, like, rom-coms. 
Uh, well, you know, you can what? just like take three white people and put them together and it'll no. be funny. Take these three white people and put them together and it'll be funny. Take two white people and a black guy and it'll be funny. Man. Take an Asian woman and two white people and put them over here and it'll be funny. It's like, it's just, and for uh, some reason, all of them are Kira Knightley. I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just, see like, people rotate these same actors in various comedies. Let's get Vince Vaughn and Kira Knightley and then we'll Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson to come in and do some straight man stuff. Like, it's, it's just so like, predictable. Right, yeah, it's predictable. You already know the script. You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with those movies, but like Tyler, to me, he made the art film. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. He yeah, made yeah. the art film. This is the one where every it's like the moonlight. Yeah, the I moonlight thought of moonlight too. Of yeah. His discography. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, this is his Barry Jenkins moment. Well, sure. yeah, in the sense that there are hella heartbreaking parts, but the lighting is very romantic. Yes, yes. it's shot very well. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, a beautiful it, movie. Yeah, it is. Like the whoever did the the coloring, yeah, on that, like they really really the killed awards. it. Yeah, Please, for sure. I mean, you shooting though. in Miami, there's like greens and reds and bright blues and yellows and all this other stuff. So yeah, I, I could definitely concede that as how yeah. you know it relates to, to Igor Tyler's album. Is Igor, a Barry yeah. Jenkins film. Why do you think Igor? Do you think there's any like with you know? I know we talked about it. Uh, I think on the last on the last show we talked about. Kendrick making songs with intent or having intent behind everything. What do you think Igor is about? I think when I think of the name Igor, I think of like a Frankenstein type monster. Right. But that's all I really got. It's very striking in that sense. Right. Disfigured. Yeah. Maybe like. um, No offense to any Igors out there. Yeah, no offense (laughs) to any Igor. Yeah, yeah, those two things I think about. It's a hard name. Right, yeah, like it's very hard. Right. Wait to Igor, mm-hmm. and I think that's why the heaviness comes from. I was wondering if the if the guy's name is Igor. He mm. never names him in the album, but like this is who it's about. And I've been wondering about identity and Tyler the Creator because he. I think he always comes up with a character for every album. Mm-hmm. Every album, there's a person he's playing, and I don't know if he's playing Igor on this album, or if he's like, because imagine if he sung this album from a woman's perspective. I think we think it's from Tyler's perspective because it's him, but what if he's just, this entire album is about a woman that's going through a breakup. Because mm. he never gave any context to it. He never, I don't think he uses any pronouns when he's talking about his reaction to things. Right. You know, I think he's using pronouns to talk about the person that he's into, but he's never like, I don't think you make it masculine in any sense right so like i like the aspect that it could be anything like he could yeah. be playing because oh, i, really I think when people hear him talking about a guy they automatically believe like oh my god tyler's coming out but like he could have sung the whole thing from a woman's perspective mm. it doesn't true. have to be personal because mm. honestly all the songs they they could he could have easily said i wanted to write a breakup album mm-hmm. and wrote this without it having to be personal mm-hmm. but i think we automatically believe that the context is coming from a personal mm-hmm. place like maybe he wrote a script before he wrote an album yes mm. if this was a movie that these were characters being played no one would think that tyler is like you know coming out and making any grand notion about his sexuality yeah but because it seems personal it seems deep but like honestly like he's very surface level he doesn't give any locations he doesn't talk about any specific memories it's very much like i like this person he likes someone else we're going through those motions mm-hmm. but yeah like never does he make it about him right right 
That's a really interesting thought, especially considering that when Odd Future first came out, there was so much controversy about how homophobic they were, yeah. frankly, yes. and how misogynistic they were being. But to come out under the other side and have Odd Future represent like a spectrum of like gender fluidity is really interesting to me. Super crazy. Sid, mm-hmm. Frank, Tyler. We've been able to see them grow up in real time, like literally. Yeah, for sure. Over and the past decade. I think they're, to me, as a group, they've made some of the best music mm-hmm. in like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. From Frank, from the internet, from Earl, from Tyler. I like some of the Haji stuff. I like some of the Damo stuff. But like, as a group of people, that's impressive. Yeah, it's a pretty like, tough this group. This is a really talented group of kids that we watched and matured and find themselves. Because I don't think anyone is where they were when they started. When they broke out, no yeah. one is still where they are now. And I love that they had that chance to grow as people and artists. And I hope that that's an example for people to give like artists chance to become who they are mm-hmm. versus always just holding that against them. I mean, they banned them from what, New Zealand? Like Tyler's banned from like a country. And yeah. I believe the UK too. And yeah. probably the UK. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. So for you to have that kind of reaction to kids, they're kids. They're gonna mm-hmm. say some crazy shit. They didn't hurt nobody. That was the thing about our future. They never hurted anyone. Yeah, I think they, I think for the most part, it felt like their it felt like their fans embraced all of it. Yeah, like and just took it for what it was. Exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And they adjusted when when they saw their growth and maturity. They were also hopefully in the place of being, you know, more grown and more mature. Yeah. And understanding. And I was just like, I like to remember that they're kids. Yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on you being fully prepared for the world Mm -hmm. when you're not. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm just glad they got there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I was listening to a podcast that is completely different from this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Forever 35, and it's two 30-somethings talking about different ways they take care of themselves. Like, it sounds very soothing. Like, I feel like, you know, Meryl Streep could easily be a guest on there one day. It's like that type of mood. But um, they had a listener email writing in about um, how, what did she say? She said, anger is the bodyguard to sadness in the sense that like with anger, it's like you are trying to feel powerful in a moment of like really great insecurity and anxiety. And so I bring that up to say that when I was like re-listening to like a Yonkers and stuff, like I'm hearing the same sort of anxiety over whether his father likes him or not, he just lashes out because I feel like he's trying to like protect himself. And it's, uh. a, it's, it's especially striking when you compare it to like an Igor or whatever, because I feel like that same sort of like woundedness is still there. It's just that now he's projecting it through like 60s R&B touchstones and like, uh, you know, Japanese city pop and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's like turning to like an Al Green and, right. you know, Stevie Wonder um, as like guides to process these emotions. And not Eminem. And not Eminem. <laughs> yeah, and not, oh and my not God. Eminem. Cause like Eminem killed his wife on the album. Like that was angry. Yes. Like, instead of going to counseling and having a therapist, you killed Kim. Yeah. Like, I mean, he on Earthquake, he's begging the person to stay. Yeah, literally. And and, and taking responsibility, saying, he said, don't leave, it's my fault. Right. Like, at, like how crazy is that to say? That's Tyler, the creator. That's the same right. guy <laughs> that yeah. we're talking about. Accountability for something. Right. What? Yeah, yeah, imagine that. 
Imagine that. I can't. Yeah, you saying that just blew my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, he totally accepted what this was. What this is? From like, like, Jump Street. Okay, 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 okay. I fucked this up. And that's why, like, the album kind of does move in a way where you can hear the progression of this situation. Yeah. You know, you go from it being my fault to asking, can we still be friends? Mm-hmm. It's like great sequencing. And that's why I think him writing, producing, doing the whole nine with this is so amazing. So no one else directs the ship. Like you made this thing go one way. You knew all the intentions of this. And I think that's a great way to make an album. The only interesting part to me is that he goes through all of this and we don't really know what the other person reaction to this was. They have no voice. Like zero voice. Like mm. he's asking, "Can we? Are we still friends?" But mm-hmm. we don't know. Like, okay, yeah. you said all this shit. You said how you're hurt. You said what it is. You said what you did to fuck it up. Yeah. And you gone through all the emotions and accepted for what it is. You still want to be friends. And it's kind of like it almost sounds like somebody who's just leaving voicemail after voicemail after voicemail wow. on somebody's phone. Yo. And they get to the point where it's like, all right, like. Can we at least just be friends? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 12 voicemails. Yeah, you haven't responded to any of them. They're probably asleep, too. Yeah, I'm probably like, asleep. Yeah, you're probably asleep. I'm somewhere high as hell trying to just go through my emotions. And you wake up and you're like, Shit. And the person looks at their yeah. phone like, seriously? <laughs> Igor? Because the album just <laughs> like, ends. There's no... There's no resolve. Uh-uh. You're just tormented for 40 minutes, and then it's like... You know, and I mean, but there's a lesson in that too, though, is that you don't. I guess that's taking the risk, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't know what the outcome will be, you're just going to put it out there, say what it is you feel, try to be as authentic as you can about what you feel and what's actually happened, and then the other person can decide to accept it or just say, "No, nah, I'm good." It was really a monologue. Yeah, monologue. Right. Mm. So I didn't think I thought this take right now. So if it's too hot, just let me know. Oh my god! But listening to Jaw, I didn't think Tyler the Creator would be the one to drop the 2019 Confession album. Mm. This is Confessions, right? Because like it kind of moves in a similar way, like Usher confessing to having this child, which is Drake. Like (laughs) Drake did that. I've never <laughs> seen that was definitely a spit take. I've oh. never seen anyone spit out water before. That's oh, amazing. I've done it before. Yo. Sorry, y'all. But yo, I sure took the having a child way better than Drake did. <laughs> and having anyway, Julie Star in the music video. Exactly. Yo, okay, right? no, no, I, I feel you. Okay, but I'm with you. I'm with for, you. <laughs> Remember Usher, the phone call on Confessions Part 1 where he was like, oh, I got something I got to tell you. I got some really bad news. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. But we never hear the women's like perspective of hearing that Usher's having a child with this right. woman. We just see Usher like, oh, I need to do a part two of this because it's ongoing. Or let it mm. burn is from Usher's perspective. Like mm-hmm. Everything's happening from his perspective. We never hear the woman's side of things. Yeah, He's yeah. just confessing. And low-key, this is confessing that all the stages of me talking to you, my significant other. Like, I'm having to confess it's my fault. Right. I'm having to confess that, can we just be friends? Like, everything is very vulnerable, which is interesting when you brought up Yonkers. It was like the wounds of your father, and you lash out. But here, he's like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to tell you exactly mm-hmm. how I feel. 
that's tight. It wasn't tight. as spicy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, okay. I just... Well, I think it's more so Tyler making yeah. confessions. Well, is this, well here's the, here's where I, I, I'll, I'll throw a monkey wrench in the whole Go theory crazy. that I just proposed, just Jesus. based off listening to what you just said. I'm tired. Is it? I'm kidding. Is it? Is it? Does that make it narcissism? Like, is is it? Is it, manip- is it? Is it manipulative then to to create? the narrative the story narrative and it's only your side even though you're doing the apologizing oh i almost saw it as like a protective gesture and i only say that in the sense that like usher's like usher yeah like he would have gotten people magazine articles written about him no matter what right tyler the creator is like kind of like an indie version of that to where i think if they were any more specific about the folks they were talking about people were I mean, they were already speculating over who the other person could have been. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like maybe if by them taking this narrative stance, they're saying who the other person is like doesn't matter in this scenario. Don't even worry. Don't even worry about that. Low key, I think if let's say this is a personal album that's about a particular person and that person had a voice on this album, I think their fans would go crazy. They're, they would be showing up to the house like, yo, take them back. Yeah, yeah. I think they would really <laughs> like, be out there. Like, how dare you? Yeah, like, yeah. how could you break his heart? What are you talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, have yeah. you heard the album? Like, have you heard <laughs> you, 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 you <laughs> this? Is you to hear? Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so, this person? it's like, two seconds. we saw what happened when Earl left and they went and found his mom. I'm not saying that this is behavior that we should be afraid of. But like it's real. Mm-hmm. People do things that go a little too far because they love an artist. So you have to kind of be aware that I had to cut off some points of this. I right. can't completely reveal everything about what's going on, or else that's a lot to deal with. But I'm I'm really interested in like Tyler has like a like a costume for Igor. Like he has a look. Oh, like, yeah. I was like Sia almost like the yeah. blonde yes. like wig that like even cut type of situation. If Sia was on Johnny Carson. Sia, yes. If Sia was on Johnny Carson, yeah, that's kind of what he, yeah, yeah. Exactly what it is. I want to know the significance of that to have a look to go with an album. For Because now the whole thing's a world, right? He made this whole thing into a world. He's performing looking this way for particular reasons. So I wonder, like, what is he thinking? Because it's like some Ziggy Stardust shit. This is some David Bowie. And when it, I mean, yeah, it's and it's very European. Yeah, very European. Like it's, it's, it just it's like he has a he's a blonde. He has the blonde wig on. Like when I think of Igor, I think of either like you said Frankenstein or like a Russian. Yeah, like that's my like. Prince and Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Military yeah, yeah. right. cut, buzz cut. You know, not locks, not golden flowing hair. Right. So again, like. It's a mystery album in a sense too. Cause I mean, maybe not, that's a way to just detach from it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is remove yourself from yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it is personal. He doesn't want it to come across that way, and so he's going to tell this story and wrap it in a character, a, a character, and wrap it in a blonde wig and glasses. And I'd be more okay if more artists did that. Like build the world, build the character. It could be about you. I mean, confession is about Jermaine Dupri. We don't care. We doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I <laughs> which I will never accept. No. <laughs> in my life. Never, ever, 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 ever. Yo, imagine if this album's like for somebody else, somebody random. Like, 
Jermaine Dupree? God damn it. Come on, man. Imagine, imagine about- if it was about Pharrell. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> imagine if it was about Pharrell. And no. he, this, is, this is how I tell this story that no one will ever pick up on. Yeah, oh, my God. I can't. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's no. one of those things that comes out in like thirty years and blows everybody's mind. And yeah, and like who was ah, uh, that shit would be nuts. But speaking of someone else, Gerard Carmichael is all over this album. He is. It, oh, that's what I was trying to figure out, and I didn't stop to look up, which I probably should have. And I, it kind of sounded like him, but I wasn't sure if oh, that was him the doing things. First time I okay. heard it, I was like, it took me a second. Cause his his skits are in there for like a couple of seconds. For sure, he doesn't have long monologues. Mm-mm. But I'm guessing he's like your voice of reason, like he's your friend. You're a vice friend yeah. that you go to. He'll tell you like sometimes you gotta close the door to open a window. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, yeah, doesn't yeah, make yeah, any sense. No, nah. but yeah. it probably like. You're right. He's or the maybe, Twitter meme guy on Tyler's timeline. You don't buy. <laughs> He's like the relationship guru guy that Tyler scrolls past right. on Twitter. But I guess that's like the thing, right? It's like when other friends are going through that situation, you pretty much only fall on like cliches because that's pretty much the only thing that you could think of. That's that what pushes you through. To actually say. Yeah. yeah, that's why we get rom coms. That's why we right. get rom coms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Will Smith and Hitch and everything. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes forget that. that movie happened, so thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, like I think this is this is best album. I think you think it's better than prior to this. My favorite Tyler album was Cherry Bomb. Really? Yeah, that was your album. I really dig the production on that one. Yeah, I really like the production. But the mix is insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's dirty and filthy and like gross, but like I love that album. Mm -hmm. Like that was my. I can see that. That's a rare take. That album. I feel like we don't get this album without Cherry Bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's a a similarity, companion type of thing. Yeah, Cherry Bomb is like lashing out. Uh-huh. That album is explosive. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. bombs going yeah, off. Yeah, shit is going off. Right. Um, I've been meaning to go back to it because there's so many songs on that that I love, like uh, Two Seater. Two Seater is my amazing. shit. Like that's what I'm saying. Like just off the strength of that, I'm I'm locked in. Like that's when he was really trying to get into his singing bag. Like, yeah, playing with vocals mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the vocal textures on here are up and down. His pitches are nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Igor. So I, but I think I love. Wolf was my Tyler album okay. before this one. Interesting. Yeah, I think that one. I was like, "Are you, you're doing something right here?" Mm-hmm. What about you? Did you have one? Um, as somebody who like deliberately not tried not to pay too much attention to Tyler the Creator before, like Flower Boy was definitely like a turning point. Mm-hmm. It was just like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Like, Facts. what is going on? It was like between. I think I was listening to that and like. Uh, Solange is at the seat of, a seat at the table like a lot. Yeah, just kind of going back and forth. It was like they weren't exactly of like the same palette, but they both kind of felt like revelatory releases in a way. Where it's mm-hmm. just like this changes my whole perception of you. Yeah, and and that's despite how you might have you've just been the same person. It's just that there's so many years that have passed, and you have tapped into this different aspect of yourself. I think that's what it was for me for Cherry Bomb. Like I didn't really. I kind of intentionally didn't pay any attention to Tyler. Like I see Tyler and I was like, okay, this is kind of, I see the creativity in it, but I didn't care. And I thought he was just being crazy just to be crazy. And I was like, "Uh, I'm cool. And Cherry Bomb kind of made me feel like, oh, all right. 
Yeah. You can do, you have this in you. Like, yeah. all, right, like all right, now maybe I'll give you a little bit more of my attention. Yeah. So I can see how Flower Boy could be that for somebody too, where he took another step and kind of introduced himself in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Flower Boy felt a little more conventional than mm-hmm. he usually lands, especially on the rap side of things. He seems like he was really coming into his own as a rapper, like introspection. But Igor to me sounds like when he's really his artist bag. For sure. And this is who I can be, like Al Green. I would love if Tyler Creator became Al Green. If every <laughs> album is just him singing different breakup songs, I'm okay. Well, he yeah. sings Al, or no, he samples Al Green in Igor. What song? Dream. It's kind of like toward the end of Al Green's career. It's Wait. like from the last great, it's like his last great release. I've been meaning to have like an Al Green deep dive. Yeah. That's been like on my list of things to do this year. Yeah, he yeah. sampled, yeah, he sampled Al Green in here. And actually Mike, our producer, he's an aficionado of the whole Japanese city pop universe. And I remember this album like made headlines because it's sampling, I guess like the godfather of that. Um, what's your, what was your take? on that well it's just interesting because yeah uh you know as we were talking about before we started recording um this was an entirely self-produced album which means he actually is doing the crate digging to find that track which is interesting because that stuff is not like the the artist here is tatsuro yamashita uh from like 70s and 80s japanese pop scene and he's like a godfather but that music never got distributed here in the west you know no label ever took a chance on that can't even listen to it on like the major streaming services it's not on spotify it's not on title you know it's not wherever there's some bootleg uploads to youtube but you know who knows those could get taken down in a second so so i you know i think uh you know tyler probably spends a lot of time on youtube i would guess uh but it's it's fascinating because i mean i think it it's a sign that he is kind of taking in a broad range of influences you know like i think i think something like this indicates that he's really casting a wide net as he's like creating his his music. There's probably people in Japan hearing his album and like losing their mind when they hear the sample. <laughs> like, Holy shit, how do you even know about this? Right. Yeah, yeah that's dope. That's amazing. Yeah. Any more takes? We no. were just in awe of it all, I guess. Yeah, like in for a second. Probably my favorite album of the year right now. Ooh. Bandana just came out and I'm loving Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I think Igor is number one for me right now. Oh, that okay. is that is worth thinking about. Yeah, we're getting to that point in the year. Like, it's about yeah, to we're July. halfway through. There's things that have happened. Yeah, there's things that <laughs> things have happened that we can take <laughs> stock in and look right. around, step back a little bit, and see exactly. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, this is Jalen, right? Yeah. Well, Jalen, man, we uh. We appreciate you. This was actually uh, this was a good time. This went way deeper than what I thought it was gonna go. Uh, this is a very introspective, uh, <laughs> a very introspective, uh, emotional. Showing new sides of ourselves. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look what Tyler's brought out of us. <laughs> so beautiful. We appreciate you guys. Um, of course, something to say is produced by Michael Saba, who you just heard out here in the SWATs. And of course, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts for the most part. The uh, the Stitchers, the SoundClouds, and the Spotify's and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm.